Reading from the fourth chapter of the Gospel according to Matthew. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I learned recently that not all of you feel called to do the work you do in your jobs. Well, not specifically did I learn that about you, but I learned that most Christians don't see what they do outside of their work in the church as worthy of God's attention. In other words, for a lot of people, the place they spend the majority of their time and energy and the most productive years of their lives feels like it's not contributing much to the kingdom of God. Given that, if it weren't so costly and risky and disruptive, you just might welcome Jesus' invitation to go and fish for people. I know some of you who would like to just go and fish for fish. Even that might feel more useful than what you do many hours each week. You want purpose. And so do I. We want to make an impact. We want our lives to mean something. We want to give ourselves over to something that matters. As a part of us. Many of us, including pastors, that envy Simon, Andrew, James, and John. Jesus found them at their work, casting nets, mending nets, doing necessary but not particularly exciting tasks. He called them, and they followed. They left their nets, their boats, their father, and they went fishing for people. Of course, the prospect of that frightens us. How can we possibly leave everything we've known and invested ourselves in and just go? It feels utterly irresponsible. 
is fraught with unknowns. The prospect frightens us, but it also intrigues us because they are part of something meaningful. I'm part of the first generation of of a society that has a goodly number of stay-at-home dads. I used to think about that sometimes. I'd have one too many night meetings and miss one too many bedtimes. And I'd think about it. Sally and I would hear about another male peer who had chosen to become a stay-at-home dad. And I'd say, I I think I could get used to that. That sounds all right. Well, Sally's smart. She never said, no, I don't think so. She never said, fool, you couldn't handle it. She went on a couple days away with her mother and her sisters. Left me at home with children. Did you know there's a moment, like three hours of a moment, between fun playing outside time and sweet reading stories in bedtime, that there's this three-hour moment that involves cooking and feeding and cleaning up and bathing and preparing for the next day and refereeing and often a fair amount of emotion. Did did you know you can't accomplish a single thing on your to-do list besides basic survival tasks? Did you know that? Well, Sally did. And thanks to her time away, now I do. I now say I could be a stay-at-home husband. I don't have what it takes to be a stay-at-home dad. Sometimes we look at our daily routine. We want something different. Anything different, especially if it feels like we could contribute something meaningful to the world. And we make the mistake of thinking that we have to stop what we are doing in order to start making a difference. Jesus approached Simon and Andrew, James and John, fishermen. The gospel reiterates that. They were fishermen. Matthew writes of how they were casting fishing nets into the sea, how they were mending fishing nets, how they were on fishing boats. And he lets us know they were fishermen. That short phrase seems to matter. We can read it one way, past tense, they were fishermen in the past, that's what they used to do. Or we can read it as a description of their work. They were fishermen. These people fished. It's it's part of how they did life. Fishing wasn't glamorous. It wasn't particularly lucrative. But it was one of the two main occupations in Capernaum at that time. You could fish or you could farm. It was a, a way to identify those four men. They were fishermen. I've known a few fishermen. They're not necessarily what you think of when you think of people who are primed to be evangelists. Maybe that's the point. 
maybe Jesus' selections were surprising. Maybe, maybe Jesus, as God, looks on people, not at their outward appearance, but on their heart. Maybe Jesus saw something in those fishermen that we'd overlook. Maybe there was something particular to the craft of fishing that made them good choices. Fishermen are known to be patient, relentless. And the ones I know are willing to wake up early in the morning and spend an inordinate amount of resources to catch something that they could acquire more affordably and uh, more easily at the market. Maybe that's the commitment Jesus is looking for. I don't know why he chose fishermen. I, I do think the myth that they left everything and everyone forever is not quite right. They remained in Galilee, which is a fairly small region, for some time ministered right there in Capernaum, their hometown. To be sure, they made sacrifices and much changed about their lives, but they were fishermen. And that remained. Remember at the end of John's Gospel, how Simon Peter responded to the resurrection? The first thing he said, I'm going fishing. Remember how the sons of Zebedee, James and John and, and other disciples said, we'll go with you? Three years after being called away from their Fishing nets, they were fishing again on that same Sea of Galilee. My guess is that they had been fishing at other times along the way too, for they were fishermen. That's just who they were. I wonder if another trade or occupation had been lifted up, if, if we'd see ourselves in this story a little more clearly. Maybe not tax collectors. But if Jesus had called Thaddeus out of the fields and said, Hey, follow me and, and you'll grow people. Or if Philip was a teacher and he said, Come here, I want you to follow me and start teaching the kingdom. Bartholomew. First we're going to change your name. And then you're going to be a salesperson for God. What if instead of they were fishermen, the scriptures said they were doctors? They were delivery men. They were investment brokers. They were waitstaff. They were students. They were lawyers. They were retired. Would you find yourself in that script? And then, would you be able to go from saying, I'd like to go fish for people, to saying, I'd like to doctor for people. Deliver for people. Invest for people. Serve tables for people. Learn for people. Practice law for people. Be retired for people as a means of helping Jesus catch people. 
I don't think Jesus wants you to quit your present occupation and go walk around the Sea of Galilee. I've been there. It is amazingly beautiful and peaceful. I would go with you and walk those shores for as long as life would let me. If I thought that's what Jesus means for you to go and do. I think Jesus wants most of you to do what you are doing. Only do what you are doing for Him in ways that help others experience Him. Do you notice what happened What happened after Jesus called up Simon and Andrew, James and John? Matthew says Jesus went throughout Galilee. And we can presume the disciples he had just invited into mission went with him. Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. He went to people and ministered unto them. Cared for them. Introduced them to the kingdom of God that it had drawn near and was being inaugurated in their midst. Jesus, with the disciples at His side, began to fulfill what Isaiah anticipated. The people who sat in darkness had seen a great light. Jesus went around shining His light. And the disciples went with Him. And people started to get caught, all because people became the focus. The focus had been on fish, and now it's on people. But you can be a fisherman who focuses on people. A Christian fisherman who gives attention to people in the name of Jesus in ways that reflect the light that has shined on you. You don't have to quit fishing, or banking, or building, or selling, or student-ing in order to minister. You just have to be willing to fish, or bank, or sell, or build, or student in ways that reflect your Lord. They were fishermen when Jesus called them. And they were still fishermen when He was resurrected. Their lives have been radically changed. There's no doubt about it. They didn't fish for fish as often as they had before. But the point is, you can still fish for fish while fishing for people. You can do a tremendous amount of good for the kingdom of God right where your life takes you tomorrow morning. You can shine light into the life of someone for whom the world has been entirely too dark. And as you do, may God give you the grace of knowing that you are doing something meaningful, worthy of attention, for the kingdom of God. You're ministering unto people for the glory of God. Amen.